This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode number 48 and things are going great. My name is Drew Koser, I am your host, and I am joined by the Reverend and Daniel Hagel. Hey Coach, how's it going, man? Good. Can't complain. I am not joined by my brother today as he is working yet again to pay the bills. So we miss him as always, don't we, Dan? Oh yes, I do, Mr. Troy. We, we do want to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They're located at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. They offer great service, great people, quality vehicles, and offer great prices. So be sure to go see them for your next vehicle. And as always, we're recording live inside Divots Indoor Golf Center. This place is the place to be in the winter. We all know golf is done outdoors, so what better way to keep your game up to par than playing indoors at Divots, located on Rochdale Boulevard. Dan, what's it saying? Play at Divots, don't make them. Boom, we just ripped off two major sponsors in the early part of the show. All right, moving on to our open forum. It's Tuesday night as we're recording this, Wednesday morning. Dropping. Boom. Drop. Boom. Drop, drop, drop a damn. That's Troy saying, everyone. All right, so, Dan, what is new? What's going on in your world, in your life? What is up? Well, you know what's going on. Absolutely nothing because, well, no more sports right now for a couple weeks i guess so kind of depressing right wish very frustrating be on the ice right now and wish i'm sure you wish you were back uh coaching but i guess it's the way it is right now and we just gotta deal with it so yeah there's not much has happened and yeah i'm just happy to be here with you coach yeah absolutely man it's you know and i wrote it down and everyone always says oh don't talk about politics you get fucking ripped on i don't give a shit it's a joke no sports right now right yeah i don't I think get it's it. really politics if people want to say it's political about wanting to play sports, and I don't, uh, I don't see how that has to do with politics. But I know you mean though. Yeah, it sucks. I definitely wish they didn't close uh, or shut down sports, but it's the way it is, right? Yeah, it's a little frustrating. I think even the fact that you know you look at hockey and there's, I think one one player in our in our league had a case. They handled it well. We started playing again, I and think, then I think all the leagues have handled it. Excellent. Yeah, very like, well, yeah. SJ, you guys, you know, uh, Hockey Regina, right? Yeah, but even now, too, like, the outdoor rinks, you can't even have hockey nets on the rink. That's, like, yeah, on. that's what we're hearing now. That's ridiculous. I hope that's not the case. It's a little frustrating, to be honest. So there is nothing much going on in the sports world, I guess, for amateur sports. And, well, actually, if you're curling, do you curl now? Is there curling allowed? Oh, I doubt it, no. 
Yes. Well, if there is, let's get a little bond spill going because uh, I used to be a good lead back in my day. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just, you know, I just stay safe, wear a mask. And fuck, if you don't wear a mask and you're the people that don't wear one and you don't like it, stay home then. Because I want this thing done as quick as possible as the next person does to get back to whatever normal life is. Correct? Yeah. All right. Got a head nod and a yep from Dan. All right. PGA next week. Well, it is this week. December 3rd to 6th, they're heading to the Harrow World Challenge in Albany Golf Course. Defending champ that I had a chance to win. Well, actually, I had a chance to put $2 on this guy to win about six weeks ago to win 20 k and I pulled it off. Dumbass. Defending champ, Brendan Todd. So that actually looks like a good field. It was in a couple weeks off for all the players, so I'm sure they're all rested up and trained up for this week. The ladies on the LPGA also had the two weeks off. are heading to Texas and playing in the Colonial Texas. Defending champ, Cheyenne Knight. So, a couple like big that. golf events. You like that little Knight? It was good. All right. We have to talk about what we have decided to do. This will come into play for Dan and Troy a little bit more so as the golf season un unveils. But we have announced that we are going to do a top 25 Saskatchewan amateur power rankings that will fluctuate week to week. Everyone's going to say, well, why is my buddy on there? Or why is this? Why is that? Why am I not in there? Well, here, I'll give you a little rundown for all, all you listeners right now. Drew Kosher in 2019. Men's order merit. I played in four events. I was tied for seventh at the City Am. Mm hmm. Tied 15th at the Scotia Wealth Open Nippon. Day one leader got absolutely buckled. Lost tournament. Third event, T8 at the Pub Links. And then T21 at the Men's Am with an unbelievable field that year. So, 2018 did well too. 2017 did really well. What I'm getting at is there's a hell of a lot of players in this province. I was going through some lists and some... Too, too many to count. Oh, I was going to do 50, but then it becomes, you know, the point where it's like, ah, well, everyone's on the list. 25 of the best weekend, week out. Like, I, I got some lists sent in, and all these lists will be confidential. I have a few bird dogs out there helping me out there trying to finalize the list week by week. It's going to come down to playing ability, how you're playing that week. Um, you know, winning is huge, obviously, on the power rankings. So, don't get discouraged if you're not on the list. There's two things you do, you do with this list. You work harder and go, hmm, I want to be on that list. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. It's different. Work hard to be on the list. Or you just go, I should be on that list. Why should he be on the list? Then the next guy is working hard and he's playing well, right? So, there's so many good players in this province. We thought it'd be fun. It's different. You're all adults. And a lot of you are keyboard warriors out there. So, I don't want to see no one getting frustrated about who's on the list that week. Deal with it. But played your golf, and you should be rewarded. Right, Dan? Right. Okay, so that is kind of what we're going to do with the power rankings. We are looking for a sponsor for that. I will find one. I'll hustle on that, and I'll find a sponsor for the power rankings. So we do have – let's move on to our guest now there, Dan. We have a great guest today. I know you were pretty pumped this one. Oh, I was excited. I oh. hope you're all excited. It was, it was a great – And usually we do the intro – kind of before but we we were lucky enough to get him on the phone he was driving he was swearing at people driving he was honking the horn <laughs> honking this guy was horn. this guy was awesome yeah. you know jojo mason was a great guest today 
Good Sasky boy. Yeah, great. Right from the home grapes of Vine of Regina, Saskatchewan. Right in the what, South Sider. Yeah. Yeah, South Albert. He's he was a former shark. Yep. If all you listeners that played hockey in the hockey giant system before they changed all the names. Mm-hmm. So former hockey player played in BC, had a you know, a tough injury, went through some shit in his life. Uh, he, he said it best, quote unquote, my mama came and got me, brother ratted him out, needed help, got help. Um, and this guy was a beauty. Yeah, he was awesome, man. Like he had didn't really miss a beat. There was a couple of audio issues due to the fact that wasn't sure if he was getting out of the car to hurt someone. No, I'm kidding. Anybody wasn't doing that. But it was a great interview. Driving. He's, I don't know. He's, what, he's got four top tens, and he just, he's releasing a new album, too. Yeah, the guy's on fire right now. Um, loved his music from five years ago when he had a, that big hit single come out. And, yeah, just a great guy overall. Hilarious dude. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, too. Eh? Just oh, yeah. Lots of laughs. Good stories. Lots of stories. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Um, he's now resides in BC now in Victoria area. Uh, good buddies with Dallas Smith, which he hooked us up with that in a little group chat during the CMAs. That was pretty sweet. So without further ado, I guess we'll send over now to Jojo Mason. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Glass Mountain Distilleries, famous seasonal releases, cherry whiskey and hazelnut cream liqueur. Now available at retailers across the province and at the distillery. Get your Christmas shopping done before they're gone. Contactless pickup available at this distillery through our website at www.lastmountaindistillery.com. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by a guy that is born in the same city that we are from, that is Regina, Saskatchewan. Former junior hockey player that played in the VIJHL for the Saanich Junior Braves. He's an avid golfer, and he's a deadly country singer. Our guest today is Jojo Mason. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. What is good, man? <laughs> dude, how good was that intro? I just pumped your tires. I love it. I loved it, dude. It was unreal. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> So, Jojo, what's uh, what's new, man? How are things, and what's new in Jojo's life? Holy smokes, brother! What, how much time do you have? My God, um, what's new? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. Let me tell you. What's, what's new, bro? Um, let me tell you. I am going to school now, so. I'm not taking a break from the music because that's my numero uno, as y'all know. Um, but I love my, I love my, my music kind of thing. But I'm taking a, I'm taking a bit of a hiatus so I can build a little bit of a side. So I'm going to school to become a barber. Oh, good call. And this, the pandemic works well probably for you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, who doesn't love to wear masks and go get the haircut in the most uncomfortable, uncomfortable ways? <laughs> I'm, loves I'm sweating more in a hairdresser than I was at the dentist's office the other day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's good, dude. Honestly, it's just nice to, to know that, like, we're still able to do something, right? Like, in the music world, things are a little bit slow, as, uh, as y'all know, but there's no shows and no concerts and stuff like that, which sucks. But where it gives us some time to really, really dive into you know, the things that you may not be as good at. For myself, it's songwriter, right? So, like I was telling y'all earlier, it's uh, 
I was uh, writing a song earlier today. So I'm trying to hone in on some skills and, yeah, man, just trying to build up that side hustle on the side, you know? <laughs> I love it. So can you give us a teaser on, you know, what the song's about, who's it with, or no? Well, listen, this one, who knows if it's going to see the light of day, but is this one, uh, I'm not going to tell you what it's called, but if I were to do it, uh, if we were to put it out and release it into the world, I would hope that my James Barker band fellas would uh, stump on this with me. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? My God! It's all about drinking and summertime and beer and friends and you know the usual country music things, baby. Dude, that's awesome. I love that. And I, I know the what do you call it, in Dan? The producer Dan over here. He loves that stuff too. So it's deadly. Hey. There you go. There you go. We, we might have to get the, what's that thing called? Um, the rights to your music to be the intro and recap of our song or our podcast. I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> jo- Jojo, I just wanted to say 2015, when you released that song, uh, It's All Good. I think that came yeah, on, that played so much on uh, Big Dog 927 at the time. And every time I was going to work at the same time, it would, that song would come on. It would just, it would get me going for the morning. It was awesome. That's that your bromance so going. Sorry I have to go through that. It's like one of those things too, because like, you listen to it and it's cool and it's great and it's nice. But then, like you know how sometimes they overplay the stuff and then you can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah. That's I not... feel like that's that song, you know, for some people. Mm. Like even even my, my buddy messaged me the other day and he's like, dude. It's been five years, and I still can't get rid of that damn song. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great I'm tune, though. Right it on now. the radio. <laughs> I remember, it's, it's dope, though, yo. I love that shit. I, mean, I love that shit, right? I think it's cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was awesome. and Definitely one of my favorite songs by you. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem, man. Man, if I was a singer, I would definitely have my ringtone as my own song. I'd have my, my doorbell as my own song. I'd have everything just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's here's the like the kind of catch twenty two on that. Like, I don't hate my own stuff. I, if you hate your I own, I hope music, not. You're probably in the wrong <laughs> business, right? But there's like a thing where you're like you're not supposed to like listen to your own music all the time. I don't know if it's an actual thing or people just get made fun of for it. Like myself, I did one time. I got made fun of for it big time. Got called out. Uh, so my, my my homeboy got in my car and I had been practicing. Um, I've been practicing my songs. We had a show in the upcoming weeks, and I was practicing. So I was having my songs on my, um, you know, the, the the cars have the big screens and see what comes on the tube, right? Yeah. So I put my, I had my song on. I plugged my phone in. I hadn't realized that it was still going to be on the freaking tube uh, on the thing. So I plugged my phone in, and it pops up. And the first thing he says is, "Wow, a little bit." Uh, little bit in love with yourself here pal <laughs> and the chirps and the chirps are, and then he told the band and then the band was on me for it and bro i still haven't lived that shit down <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right george i'm gonna spin this back here as we always do i mean that was a good intro so far um we like to backtrack things on this podcast talk about your youth growing up i mean you were born in you know the city that rhymes with fun how are you Regina, Saskatchewan. What was it like for you? And when do you when do you get out of this town? When did you move out of here and be like, I'm gonna go do big things and cut hair and sing music? Oh, <laughs> brother, it was. It's funny because that was never music was never the the goal. When I grew up, I grew up. Uh, I, I left when I was about 14. So I was 14 or 15. So 2004, 2004 we left, and uh, 
it was it was awesome when I where when I was growing up. Like I loved the you know. Let now looking back, I can say, it, but I loved getting up early to go to hockey practice. I loved you know all of all of the things that we grew up. I loved. I missed the snowball fights. I missed the you know the the walking down the street and saying hi to your neighbor and hi to everybody. Yeah, yeah. That is to me is what home is in Saskatchewan. Like that's what it is. And when I moved, when I moved to uh, to BC, I, I I lost almost all of the things that I knew. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, exactly. It was, it was a bit of a transition moving from from you know, like I said, like this town where everybody knows your name, and to going to like a, almost like a bigger, I guess a bigger city. I don't know. Maybe it's just the growing up process, but. It was a bit of an adjustment period, but once I got comfy in BC, bro, like, I'm looking at it, what, what, what month? We're in December 1st, and it's no clouds in the sky, the sun is shining. I'm looking at... Birds know, chirping. I, 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 <laughs> birds chirping, bro. I'm looking at... I'm driving down the street right now. I see eagles flying over my head, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just different growing up there and growing up here. Now, if I choose to, I go play golf in December. And still be able to see my damn ball. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, we're, we're playing golf indoors here. So we're located in a indoor golf facility where we do our podcast, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, it's it's that, different. I heard that you, know, you got that indoor indoor golf thing rolling. I think that's cool as hell, man. <laughs> well, yeah, we only have to walk ten feet to our ball and put it back down and have have more beers. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a smart way to look at it. That's a <laughs> Because then, if you want to go out too, if you want to go out for some beers after after you played around of golf, you don't even need to go nowhere. You just sit down at the table. And you're changing those goofy golf clothes. You look good. You wear a nice tight jeans, <laughs> such shirt. Oh yeah, yeah I look deadly. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's so awesome, jo- Jojo, living in Regina, were were you a East Sider, SOD, North of Dooney? Where were you? Albert Park, baby, Southside. Oh, Southside, you're SOD. Yeah, we're not a huge fan of those guys, but today we'll we'll bear with it. Uh, so I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's been a long time, and it kind of wasn't my choice. Um, <laughs> 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 if, I, if, I had, if I had it my way, I would have been in the North End with my rich friend Nate. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, it, times have changed now. The South End is now the rich end of the city, so yeah. Tends no, to, Oh, really? yeah. K-teeters, man, K-teeters. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, when you were playing hockey growing up in Regina, were you a hawk or you, where were you? What was your team name? Shark? Uh, bro, I, I was a shark, man. Oh, sharks. We I, hated the shark. I we were was... flyers. Oh. oh, no. Bro, how old are you, man? Uh, you know my man. We're both 25. That's all right. We're young. 25? You're 30. So you're a little bit little bit younger than me. A little bit younger than me. Yeah. So I would have. Man, so we would have missed each other by a few years, but goddamn, that's hilarious, dude. Yeah, it was a huge rival, though. Huge rivalry, for sure. Well, when I played, I was playing against the Kings uh, a lot. We played against the Kings a lot, and uh, Jordan Eberle happened to be on the Kings my entire right. youth growing up, and the guy just dominated He's pretty good. everybody. He, they would <laughs> sit him on the bench. I, I was slow, too. Like, I played defense. So I was slow. But they put him on the bench, and until they needed to score six goals to completely destroy everybody, usually in the third period, they would keep him on the bench until then, and uh, they'd unleash the beast that is Jordan Everly. He would run the train through the whole team. In, oh, man. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was, it was off. But, yeah, I guess the, we had a good rival with the Flyers, too. When I was there, when I was there it was the Kings, bro. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, now you moved out to BC, and then, I mean, obviously you had a, I don't know if it's a freak accident or whatever it may be with your back, herniated disc. You played junior B hockey in the VIJHL. I actually coach and director of scouting of a team in, in Saskatchewan down here, uh, so I'm very familiar with the league a little bit, not too much. I was just curious, how was that experience playing some uh, junior hockey out there? It was literally the cool, one of the best experiences, like, honestly, one of the best, man. Like, I, at, at the time, I had never thought I was even capable. Uh, like, I didn't think I had the skill set or the drive or the want to play junior. And it was my coach when I was playing midget. One of my, uh, my, I had two more years left or something, and my coach said, man, if you really applied yourself, I, you could probably you could probably play some junior B. I looked at him, I was like, <laughs> You're crazy, man. Like, what are you talking about? But That's the old cliche saying. If you apply yourself, right? you can really do anything you want in this right? world. <laughs> and I was like in my, I was in my like 16, 17-year-old like, listen, guy, don't tell me to apply myself. I hear that shit at school way too much. You can't be telling me that in my hockey. This is my safe space. You can't be telling me that. But anyways, I took, I took it to heart, man. I took it I took it to heart. I believed him. And, and I it, the, the transition from... Even just like the training regimen, dude. I was doing two a days in the off season. I was, I was grinding, man, and and it was incredible to see how much I actually achieved and how much like, like personally, I lost a ton of weight. I, I actually, and I had never experienced the whole notion of scoring goals. I scored a couple <laughs> goals. Like it was, it was, uh, it was probably one of the coolest and most impactful times of my of my youth man of growing up it was it was crazy playing the junior role that's awesome like do you mind if i ask how the injury happened or is that a is that a touchy subject yeah oh still there Joe. hello oh you're there we got you you're there do you got you yep you're good brother what was the question I, I just I just asked if I do you mind if I asked about you know the herniated disc injuries is there is that a touchy subject for you Oh, dude, that was tough, man. Because here's the thing: is like when you when you're when you're that age and doing something for so long, and that's, that's kind of all you know. That's how you. That's how people recognize you. That's how you know. That's your identity. And yeah. that, I felt wholeheartedly like I had I had that kind of ripped away from me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and so it was it was a tough one for me to to really to swallow. I went through some. I went through some shit, man. I, I went through some crazy depression and and uh, self-medicated, I guess you could say. I was, dude, I was drinking a two-six a day. I was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Like, it, it got it, it got bad. I was in, indulging in an incredible amount of verbal magic, if you will. Um, but it was in, it was insane, man. I put on it. It was awful. I went, went through some things. And it wasn't until my, my mama... I was living with my brother at the time. My mom had, uh, and my, my mom and dad had relocated from the mainland, or sorry, from the island to the mainland yeah. in Vancouver. And my mom jumped on the ferry, came over to the island. Basically, this is how I tell the story. She came in like like a fucking superhero, grabbed my, like, <laughs> boom, bust in the door, grabbed my ear, and like, let's go, we're going to fix your ass, like, let's go. Like, she blew in there like a, like a, Oh, it was insane, man. It was it was awesome. She, she grabbed me, said, "We're going home. We're gonna do all the things to get your ass better." And uh, it, it was really, honestly, man, it was thanks to her that I, you know, that I'm still here. Who knows where I'd be? Or yeah, absolutely. You know, but I, but the things that I was going through, man, my mental game was not good, and I, 
I thank I thank her every day, you know, for for, for being being there. And that was the craziest thing. Like I do, a, I sing every Monday now on Mental Health Mondays. I do it because I was that, and I was that. You know, I say that like I was in my shadow place. I had the the darkest thoughts, and and one of the thoughts I had in my mind was. Um, if I can't deal with it myself, I don't deserve to be happy, right? What kind of man needs to yeah. get a handout? What kind of man needs to, you know, that was my mental game, and that was my mental strategy behind it, and it was the wrong one. It was not, it didn't help anything. So I went through that for a while, and thank goodness or thank God or thank whoever was looking down and told my mama to come get me. Yeah, you know absolutely. who it was, actually, now that I'm thinking about it? It was my brother. The motherfucker ratted me out. <laughs> He ratted me out, man. He came in. He came and called my mom to Jojo's not. Jojo's being a piece of shit right now. He needs to. He needs to come. He needs to fix it. He needs to fix something. So you need to come get him and come help him. So he did, and uh, we got better, man. We got better, and, and here that's we awesome. are. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Jojo, awesome, man. man. Crazy, bro. Well, then we're happy that you're, uh, you know, doing the best you can right now. I mean, you're killing right now. So let's jump right into it. When did music become such a passion for you? Like, young age, you know, were you in choir? Yeah. I, I was in choir, do you know that? For two years. I found out real quick Come I was on. pretty shitty at singing, so uh, we'll just turn it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you've got a face for radio, right? Yeah, that's what they say, face for radio. That's that's what I have. Face for radio. <laughs> um, it, it's Dick. kind of a crazy story, so like... Uh, <laughs> Five, what was it? Five years ago is when I, I released my, my first single. That's kind of when I started. Like, I wasn't into music as a kid. I wasn't really into music growing up. It, it wasn't really a part of my, really a part of my life. Like, you know, I just wasn't, I was a sports kid, right? Like, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to play hockey. That's, that's really it. So, I was at, so, rewind about five and a half years ago from today. So it was 2000 and 2005, 2015, 2015, um, I went to a Christmas party. Nice. And a friend Those of mine invited me. She had a, she had an old wine party every, every year. So you bring your wine, you put it in a pot, put it on the stove and you get a ladle. Anyways, I show up to this party and it, with a jar of moonshine. Cause that's how I get down. <laughs> it was the, it was, it was the cheap stuff, but it was delicious. So I got my jar of moonshine and, and I walk into the parlor, say hi to everybody, start saying hi to everybody, and some dude walks into the walks uh, walks to me, like beelines it directly to me through the crowd of people, puts his arm around me, kinda looks at me like, Hey man, I gotta talk to you about something. I was like, Listen, whatever it was, I didn't do it, it wasn't me, uh, I'm sorry, let's just apologize now. But he's like, No, 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 it's all good, dude. I, I gotta tell you something. Earlier in the day I was writing a song and I was arguing with my co writer about a line in the song with the moonshine out of a jar. This guy doesn't believe that people did that. Yeah. Drinking anything out of a jar, why would you drink things out of a jar? You just drink it out of regular-ass bottles. So here I am with the jar, moonshine, uh, argument one. So we're taking pictures, sending it to this guy, ha, ha, ha. So we connected. We became buddies. And he kind of looked at me and was like, oh, man, it's too bad you're not a singer, dude. I was like, well, I mean, like, I could try. I was... Obviously, this was post moonshine and post case <laughs> of beer and you're dummied, yeah. All of, the, all of the things. So I looked at this guy like liquid courage to the nines. I looked, I was like, 
well, I could try. Like, shoot, why not, man? And he's like, oh, boy, like, do you even sing? Turns out he's a producer, right? And oh. he's working with, working with a couple of really cool artists. But he said none of these guys that he's working with um, had the thing. They could sing really well, but they didn't have this, like, X factor. Here he's like, here you are. And you got this thing, man, thing that I can't teach. But I don't even know if he could sing, whatever. So I ended up convincing him to give me his card and, and give me a shot. And he gave me his card and said, listen, man, we're not going to do this tonight, but tomorrow, if you got the balls to call me, I'll give you an hour of my time. And, and I woke up, dude, on the, on the couch with the same clothes on that I was woke up <laughs> where I went to bed with. And, uh, and, and I pull out his card and I text him right away. I said, yo, what's up, man? It's Jojo with the moonshine. Uh, just looking at you and your team is uh, looking for a male artist to develop. And he's like, oh, snap, yes, sir. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Sent me a link to a fucking karaoke website that said pick any song you want and we'll we'll get we'll get it popping i was looking at this guy like dude you're crazy all right cool so i go on this site i find a, a karaoke version of uh, chicken fries Zach oh, yeah. Band. so i put that on my little floppy disk usb drive thing and uh i load it up and uh dude he, he's uh, i brought it over to his house i remember too i'm sitting in the car right before i walked into his house it was the second day I met this guy, Keith Mott. I'm sitting out in the car. I'm, I'm smoking pack, like cigarette after cigarette after cigarette, just chain smoking. And uh, and uh, I walked into that place. We chatted for a bit. He put me in his, uh, put me in his spirit at recording booth. And shoot, man, the next thing I know, we have four top tens together. We got an album that's not doing too bad. And... It was it was a whirlwind after that, bro. Dude, that's unreal. And you're obviously congrats right? to the four top tens in the what did you say? You had what, what was it was the last oh, thing you said? We got the al- yeah, man, we got album. the album that was crushing and Shit. and that that's was our, that's, that was our first album, dude. It was it was just the way that it happened too was like this is obviously what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like I I, I don't got no backup plan and this kinda has to be it and that's Kind of when I knew, man, like, first of all, I found something that I don't suck at, which is nice. Um, <laughs> was that a honk? You're right? You did? Yeah, people, honk, people honking at me. <laughs> well, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it happened, man. It was, it was, it, it just, it, it literally fell into my lap. And obviously the opportunity came, but, you know, to get to where we are now, it requires a, a lot of hard work and absolutely and the right people in place and the team in place. Um, I, I honestly, I got the best I could ever ask for right now. That's awesome. Well, six, six, well, six, four records, baby. <laughs> well, while, while you flip that guy off uh, the bird right now, we'll ask the next question here. Um, your first concert and how was that experience? Wait, wait, my first concert that I ever played? Yeah, like. Could have been at like the local okay. pub here in Regina. I don't know if you came back. We didn't know about it. Was it like the pump, the pump roadhouse? I don't know. Well, I, I wish my first one would have been at the pump. It's closed down <laughs> oh, now, eh? Shit. It's closed down. It's, yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. It's the COVID's ruining everything, man. <laughs> uh, my very first show. My very first. Okay, let's do this. My very first full band show was uh, at the. Uh, the, the legendary Roxy uh, Roxy Cabaret downtown Vancouver. Oh yeah, the and, Roxy. Uh, I've heard stories of that place. Oh, buddy, it's, <laughs> it's a. If you don't want to remember things, 
but also have an average time while you're uh, while you're absolutely plastered, <laughs> that's the place to go. <laughs> I've been there. I love love the people there. Love the people that work there. But it is sloppy. It's known for being the sloppy place. Anyways, so my first. Uh, no free ads. No free ads. <laughs> uh, my, my first show was at the Rocks, dude. It was not. So my producer at the time, we had the, the initial success with. He he was hesitant to to help set this show up because it was going to be one of those things where I would have I would have had to uh, go out and and. and grind to get people to come right it wasn't one of those like hey buy it you don't have to buy a ticket but just buy a ticket at the door so i had a stack of tickets that i was just giving to people and going to people's houses and being like hey man you want to come to my show it's gonna be on this day meanwhile i have never put out a song before i had never released anything nobody knew who i was i'm just hustling yeah you got a show at the rocky it's like seven dollars to get in but you pay when you get there and tell them you're here from me this is a, this is how it's gonna be good it's gonna be great please somebody come to the show so bro for weeks and weeks and weeks i hustled and hustled and hustled and hustled and uh, i ended up getting like i don't know hundred and something people in there and a cool surprise was we had had that first show uh we had that first show when um when we released my first single it's all good so dan you'd be happy about that one i heard myself on the radio for the very first time at the very end of that show very first show my producer set it all up and linked up with the radio station radio station out here and uh we crushed, man. It was it was insane. I'll never forget that feeling. Well, I cried, man. I cried after the show. Dude, that's <laughs> that's pretty sick, though. I mean, pretty cool at the same time. I mean, you're crying. It's emotional oh, crying, though. It's not like you're sad. Man, it, that, that was it. It was emotional crying. I saw my mom out in the crowd. I saw my dad. I saw my brother was there. Man, like I have, my, I have this girl that I was chasing. She's not my fiance. Yeah, congratulations. Um, Forgot that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, everybody, everybody was there. It was like it was the coolest time, and it was one of those moments too where you like you realize like, oh my god, like maybe I could do this. Like this yeah. could be kind of nice, right? Maybe I could do something. Uh, maybe I could. Maybe I could make it. We'll see. <laughs> Okay, well now let's swing this quickly now, Jojo, to uh, your your first big concert now. Like, how thrilling thrilling was that for you? Like, you you must have nerves going to that big one now. Dude, it was it was uh, it wasn't shortly after we had played that show. And where was it? Sorry. Um, at the sorry at the Commodores at the uh, at the Roxy. It wasn't shortly after that that we had played, uh, or shortly after the the Roxy show that we had got booked to play. Um, a couple of shows with Tim Hicks and Chad Brownlee. And, like, going from wow. playing at the Roxy, you know, for a few minutes, you know, with the, all my friends and family there to play for, like, an actual crowd, that was the scariest shit I've ever seen, especially with somebody like Tim and and, and somebody like Chad. Like, those guys pro. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they're a professional. I was a professional. They're, and not only that, but, like, they're really good, so I gotta make sure my game is tight, my shit, my shit is is up to par. Like it was the most stressful, but I realized I get like that before uh, for every show now. Even to this day, I'm a mess, bro. Like I'm I'm pacing back and forth, I'm stressing out, I'm trying not to yell at everybody, and uh, I get you know it's insane. But the minute I get on the stage, 
oh, baby, calm, cool, collected. I finally feel like I'm in my element. You know what I mean? And that's, that wow. was my first big show. I was stressed out, stressed out, stressed out. And as soon as I, I, I saw the, the curtains open up and I got to walk out on that stage and the people started cheering, <laughs> it was, it was dumb, bro. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to jump ahead here quickly, Jojo, and then we'll, we'll go back to these other questions I have here. You quoted it in, 29, in 2019, quoted, of all the shows that I've played so far, this is the, the, the one that I'm most excited for. Sorry, you actually didn't stutter, uh, said Mason. That is what you said before performing it at Country Thunder. How special was that for you coming back and performing here in good old Saski? Yeah, playing in, playing in, that's the bush, man. That's the best. <laughs> Who would have thought I would ever be doing that on that stage like dude that's that's craven you know what i mean that's craven country jamboree uh but with a new name and i had grew up i'd grown up uh wanting and praying and begging my mom and dad to let me go to this festival every year <laughs> i never got a chance to go a lot of my it's friends intense. got to go it's intense. i was jealous the fact that i can actually play that stage holy <laughs> shit Dude, I wore my I wore my, my, my rider green. I wore my, my jersey from Nate Davis that I got back in 1990, probably 96, 97. I had my big old jersey on. I had my, 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 my rider's bucket hat on. Like, dude, everybody was it was going nuts. I felt that hometown love. And I that was really, really cool for me to experience, bro. Yeah. Back in Sass, baby. Absolutely. Felt good. Well, speaking of, like, I mean, you just mentioned the Roxy being, uh, would you say the, would you say the Roxy's kind of like, um, uh, what was the word he said, Dan? Oh, I can't think of what you said now. Greasy? Say that, say that again. <laughs> you said the Roxy was kind oh. of greasy, right? Yeah. Well, that's why. That's why it's, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a greaser bar, I'd say, but I love it, dude. Like, if you're looking for a, a good time that's just messy, that's the place, messy, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's like, that's, that's why probably your parents and Lady were craving, that's why. At the time, it's pretty messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, well, Dallas, when Dallas on the show, Dallas mentioned that, you know, Craven is a place that he comes, does the show, and he sticks around and parties after. Usually everywhere else he leaves. Where, like, where are some of the places that you like to enjoy? Obviously, besides, I'm sure he stayed around after that performance at Country Thunder, but where are some places that you enjoy just, you know, kick back, relax, and have a few, uh, few cocktails after the show? Well, everywhere, man. I'm still in that mode. I'm still in that mode where, like, hey, Dallas has been doing it for a long time, and and, and he's a he's a friend, he's a friend of mine. So I've heard a lot of a lot of stories, and and uh, it's been literally one of the coolest things listening to his stories. But for me, like, I'm still in that mode. Like, I, I'm this is still kind of new for me. He's been doing this shit for 20 years. I'm still in, you know, I'm all going on year five right now. I'm still in ready. Let's go party, man. Let's go play the show and kick it with everybody and meet the fans and. <laughs> Shit, let's go. I, I want to play. I, I still want to do that, man. Yeah, that's I'm true. I'm getting withdrawals right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, here's the next thing. Now, next time you come back to uh, Country Thunder, I'm proposing you have to say yes. If you don't say yes, we we have to end the podcast right now. But you got to get us on stage. We got to come be backup singers. <laughs> Bro, we'll get you. We'll get you decked out. We'll we'll get you on stage, and we'll get you get you a couple of microphones and. And you can do, we'll be like a doo-wop, right? We'll be like the doo-wop people with the, you take two steps with the finger snaps and, uh, <laughs> and everything. It'll be, it'll be incredible, man. We'll set you up, don't worry. That'll be like school rock. Like that, ooh, la, 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 la. <laughs> 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 that 
I'm gonna need at least That's like right. 25 beers to do that. Oh, damn. Hey, we'll get we'll get we'll get a minion. We'll get a minion. We'll pop you on that damn stage, bro. All right. So. <laughs> All right, Joe. Do I have to ask? And I know Dan's curious too. Is there ever ever a thought of you moving back to good old Reg? I have recently. Actually, funny that you bring that up. As of recently, um, I've been chatting with the wife about. Uh, about the possibility of relocation, have we decided where? No, we haven't decided where yet. It's oh. <laughs> still super, super up in the air right now. But it's no. just Vancouver is Vancouver is a place to go where you want to. You've already established and yeah. you have a lot of money in the bank to to survive, right? Like it, right now, I feel like we're just working and working and working just to just to kind of get by. So we've been we've been exploring options, and yes, the Saskatchewan has come. Up on the list. Whoa! Breaking list. news. <laughs> I know. Don't say. Don't say nothing to nobody. All right. All right. Goodness, it's, it's it's come up in the conversation, and you know, at this point, man, I wouldn't rule nothing off the table. Yeah, for sure. That's sweet. Well, we won't say anything. Just the fact that you're moving back to Regina, Saskatchewan. Jojo Mason is coming back home. There it is. <laughs> He promised he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, we'll just cut it the part where he said he, he says he promises. We'll just cut it. I promise I'm coming back to Saskatchewan. There it is. <laughs> it is. If I could, if I could come back and have this weather at all times, I would be yeah. there in a heartbeat. Yeah, that is true because the winters here suck. We've had it pretty good so far. It's it's not too bad right now actually here. Well, that's lucky because when I was there in oh, the wintertime last, yeah, it's it, cold as hell. Yeah, it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> Give it another two weeks, it'll probably be minus 40 here soon. That's so. right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, Jordan, oh, this man. is a, maybe maybe a dumb question here, but I, I mean, I, I can ask whatever I want because I'm the host right now. So, and you kind of mentioned earlier, do you write your own music or how does that all work? Like, do you write it all down and like, hey, look at this, what do you think? Or is it like... You have co-writers or you know an, an illustrator. Yeah, so I, I mean, talk about. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a process is what I will say. It is it is a, a a really hard but a really fun process. Like here's the thing: there's guys in Nashville and in the states and uh, even in Canada that um, they write you know one, two, three, four songs a day, or like that's their job, right? And I don't yeah. write that many songs a day, so I have some things and messages that I want to say. But if somebody that can say it better than I can musically, why wouldn't I take their song and make it my own, yet it's still preaching the same message that I would be preaching anyways, right? Yeah. Um, it just, it just it says it cooler and says it in a better way. So do I write all, all my own stuff? No, I don't really write my own stuff, but I do... However, I do write, and I write quite a bit, and I'm starting to get a little bit better. And once my caliber of writing, I feel comfortable, or we end up getting some really cool song that's undeniable, then, uh, you know, then, then maybe we'll roll with that. But for right now, best song wins, man. And if somebody else going to write it, then somebody else going to write it. I'm cool with that. Yeah. As long as I can still make it meet, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have a two two-part question here. Uh, uh you, you've seen the the TV series Nashville, correct? Of course I have, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. So, we asked the same question to Dallas, but, I mean, obviously you've been doing this for five years now and killing it, but was there ever a place that even now in the last five years that you just, you know, maybe you just go and just 
sing songs, kind of like Deacon, you know, Deacon Claiborne, he's singing those songs at the the Bluebird Cafe. Like, like where was your place where, you know, you just, you were at home and, and you enjoyed yourself, or am I just out to lunch? You know what? I think, I think for most, for most of the people, and I have lots of talks about this with, with some friends in the, in the industries, man. I, I have... Uh, and I'm grateful every single day for this, but like I've skipped a few steps, um, yeah, in my in my in my process to getting to where I'm at. I've skipped a few steps, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I've crucified myself for it. I've been upset with myself because why should I be getting it other than or over somebody else that's been working their whole life, kind of thing. But um, I I don't have like a specific place that. I grew up singing at, or like, you know, I don't have a, I didn't grow up singing in a church, so it's not like I'm going to, going to sing the gospel at church, or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to the, to the dive bar that I grew up playing at when I was young, like, it just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't, a, wasn't a thing for me, right, which is okay, um, but if I were, depending on the trajectory of my success, we'll see, who knows, but, um, it would be cool if that spot for me could be the Commodore in Vancouver. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I, yeah. I know that every time I'm about to play a show, I can sell out that Commodore, that would be, like, bucket list place for me to call home in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, also, you, you think about this way, this way, too, though. Like, you know, you've been doing it for five years, right? Guys have been for 20 years, 30 years, and whatever it may be. Like, uh, I'm different on the hockey side of things and golf side of things. Like it's, I think it's always, always about chance and, and you know, right place, right time, right? Let's just say you, you didn't go to that party that night with a bottle of moonshine, right? You may yeah, not be, that's, that's you know exactly what I mean? Like, see, there's pauses in, in everything. So, mm-hmm. I'm grinding over here, dude. Help get, me out. <laughs> dude, it, it, took, it took me a while to, to get there, man, mentally too, right? Like it was... It was one of those things that, like, one door closed and another one opened for yeah. real. And eventually, too, like, it, sto- it stopped being something from that, that, was, that was, like, coincidental or, like, I just happened to be there. Too many things have happened since that day uh, to make me believe that it's just coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is clearly what I'm supposed to be doing in some capacity, right? And, and so I think, I think we've done a done all right so far brother <laughs> yeah absolutely uh okay i hear my, my next question actually was um you know worst experience so far in the music world you know mike cutting out you get the flu you sick get the shits like like what is it like what's like a thing that you're like dude i, I can't go on stage today or like my mic cut out or you must have something oh <laughs> so one of the oh man so one of the things that you are not supposed to do as a musician, like this is a rule of thumb, is if you forget words to a song or you can't remember or you miss a part or miss a cue, you just keep going. You don't stop the song, you don't stop nothing. Like, really? You just suck it up, you miss a part, you keep going, right? Okay. That's, that's kind of it. So I was on my radio tour, uh, excuse me, I was on my radio tour for. Uh, my better on you. We put out that single. Uh, we put out that single a little while ago, a couple years ago, and and um, yeah, yeah, great track. It, it was it, it, it did really good. So we was out on the road. We was me and my guitar player. We was promoting it. My 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 radio guy had set up a bunch of promo stuff for us. So one of the promo things was in Winnipeg, okay, Ugh. and 
it was a, I know. Don't, don't worry about it. I know. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> don't tell nobody in Winnipeg that that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> now you're good. Um, so, we're, so I get to this. I get to this. Uh, this little mini gig that we're doing. It's like a luncheon, lunchtime thing where we got about sixty people coming, and they're all gonna eat lunch. They're all gonna be chilling, and I'm gonna play some music, and it's included uh, with the win to get in kind of thing. So. I get to this. I get to the venue. We're doing a little mic check, line check. It's totally cool. I'm telling. I'm telling stories. I'm making jokes. Everything's cool. And the song that we're on the radio promotion for, we're about to play. It comes up in the set. We're about to get it. I'm thinking it's all good. Here we go. And my guitar player starts out the guitar lick. Starts the guitar lick out. And obviously, I should know what comes next, right? So. I, right out of the gate, and everybody knows this song by now that came out. So I'm, I'm sitting there. I looked at my guitar player, and I said, bro, I can't remember how it starts. Like, I kind of whispered to him, so it was nonchalant. I kind of whispered to him, like, how, how does the song start? Quick, death, I'm panicking. Help. What, how does the song start? How does the song start? I couldn't remember how the goddamn song started. I sang it about a thousand times before, literally a thousand times up to this date. I could not for the life of me. So the starts, the, 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 the riff starts. And I said, I hit the first, it could be a t-shirt. Ah, cool. And then the next line was gone. You know what I would so have said? I play, I play, what would you have said? <laughs> Where do you come from? Where do you go? Cut <laughs> now, Joe. That's what I would have going. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that would have made you a professional. Everybody would have laughed. It would have been hilarious. Special comedian, panicked, yeah. I panicked, and, uh, bro, I panicked. I looked at my buddy Jack. I was like, yo, we got to stop. So I, I, I stopped the song mid-song. Right after the first line, I stopped the song. And uh, and Jack looks at me. He's like, so we're going to go again, right? Like, we're gonna go. I played it off like I was just emotional because I talked about yeah. my fiance. I, I played it off like I was just emotional and, and, and that I was missing my lady so much and, you know, all that stuff. And... That's and smart, so, actually. Okay, right? So I got a pass. Song starts up again. It could be a t-shirt. Uh, dude, I stopped the song again. <laughs> Twice, bro. All these people are looking at me, staring at me. I started sweating. Profusely. Turn your fucking cameras off. The... Bro, it was one of those things, like, my the radio, my radio guy, what the fuck are you doing? You good? Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, bro. Um, it was one of those things. Like my 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 radio guy that was doing the promotion, he called me after and was like, "Hey, so uh, what happened in Winnipeg?" Look <laughs> 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 that guy. It was, oh man, it was one of those things that I will never forgive myself. And since that day, it is like the largest fear of mine to forget the words on stage. Dude, this is unreal. I can't believe that just happened like twice now. You just, what the fuck are you doing? Honk the horn. Like, I, I got the whole story. I heard it all. It's unreal. Um, this is, I'm learning how to keep the, the podcast going after all these mistakes. This is awesome. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> by the way, how, how far are you driving, by the way? Like, yeah. Like, where are you driving to? Saskatchewan or what? Bro, I'm driving. Dude, it, I wish, man, for real. It takes. It takes me to get to school. It takes me like what, like 58 minutes just to get to just to drive my ass to school. 
We'll get a few more top tens yeah. and then we start taking the PJ there. Ain't no more driving. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If I could, bro, I'd be all over that. Let me just park my plane right in front of the school. It's fine. To it's our, fine. To I'll our move parking. It when I'm ready. <laughs> all right, Joe. Uh, so you guys, oh. are, you guys are a golf podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. We're going right into golf for now. Ready for this one? My man. Perfect. I'm ready for it. Hit me. Dude, are you, first off, are you having fun right now? This is perfect. We're having fun over here. This is a good time. I said, are you having fun or what? <laughs> oh, dude, this is the best. I, have, I would have just been sitting here probably listening to the same three songs over and over again. By Jojo Mason. So this is, all right. This is fantastic. <laughs> all by, all by, my, by me because that's who I am, right? I listen to my own stuff and that's all. That's deadly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm that guy. <laughs> all right, let's talk some golf here, Jojo. When did you start playing Disney golf? Brother. Bro, I, I want to I wanna be clear. I started playing golf uh, when I was very young, and I have been at the same level as a child uh, that I am right now. I still suck at golf real, real bad. So much so that I've been hit in the face by a golf ball. <laughs> well, let's walk us through that story first before we get into your golf game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some help on the golf game, that's for sure. Um, Man, it was crazy. I was on this little par three. A par three course and uh, region par three. Some dude line. What's that? The region par three in Saski. Oh, easy. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Just a quick little, not, quick little nine holes. No big deal. Okay. So I'm there. I'm there with my boy Frank. He's uh, he's a, a bit of a beauty. This guy. And uh, he's we're we're chilling. We go through hole one, hole two, hole three, hole four. We get to hole five, six, and um, we're about to tee off on seven. So. I'm ready to. I'm ready to tee. I'm ready to tee off. I'm waiting for Frank to, to to jump onto the tee box to hit first. And and uh, this this guy on the hole next to me, um, because it's a, it's a small course, par three. The holes are pretty close together. I was shooting. We were going to be shooting one way, and the other guy who shot the ball or who hit the drive and hit me in the face was shooting the other way. So I was probably about 35, maybe 30 feet away from. Uh, the whole uh, from the the, the the drive. What's the, the green? What's the little path where you hit the ball? We uh, the tee box. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, tee box. Sorry. So I, so I was, I'm just supposed to help me out. Um, sorry, so I was sitting at the. I was sitting at the sitting at right in front of the tee box, right or behind the tee box of hole number six or seven. This guy's at hole number six. He he hooks it so bad that. It, it, it blew past a tree, around a fence, and still hit me in the face square. <laughs> it broke the top chunk of my jaw, about two teeth worth of my jawbone. Oh busted my. it up, uh, shattered it in. Have you guys not seen the picture yet? I'm going to send it to you. I think I um, beat up in that photo. You beat up? It looked like I got my ass kicked. Yeah, okay, I saw the photo. I wasn't sure if it was, I was going to bring that up or not. Like, oh, maybe, a, maybe a brawl or something. It, I don't know. it was brutal, man. So it... it <laughs> So what what happened was it it, it, it cracked a chunk of my jawbone uh, into my face like it concaved into my mouth right. Jeez. So I get hit and I dropped like a sack of shit like I just I hit the deck. It was it was awful. I'm blood all over myself. I can't eat my steak that I was gonna cook. <laughs> all the things were were the worst. So I'm I'm trying to like pick my 
trying to get myself together. Like my my life is in is in shambles right now. And and this guy that hit me walks over to me, driver over his shoulder, looks at me and, and he's like, Yo, man, are you good? I was like, Mother, are you f you f you fucking this piece of shit? Fuck. I got I started raging at this guy. And uh, he's like, he looks at me, he's like, hey, man, calm down, dude. It was an accident. Like, just, oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh, oh, man, set me up. Started posters. I, my, my boy Frank was holding me back. Like, dude, you already got a busted up face. You got a golf club in his hand. It's not going to go well. Just, you, don't, you don't need that fight. So I, so I, wow. ended, up, I ended up just, I went to the, I was going to go to the hospital, but I figured they would just, Put me on some painkillers and tell me to go see a dentist. So I was yeah. You kept playing finish finish around. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to do, but my boy Frank was freaking out more than I was, <laughs> and he didn't want me to beat up this guy. So, uh, so I ended up going to the dentist. I drive, drove myself to the dentist. Oh, I started bleeding all over myself. I drove myself to the dentist. I walked in, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna get you in real quick." So they froze my face, <laughs> froze my face, right? The whole thing froze my whole like my. I couldn't talk. I couldn't put words together. Like. It was it was hilarious, and but he laid me back, put his thumbs in my mouth under my jaw, and snapped my jaw back into place. Oh, god! Oh, dude, it was it was crazy, man. And the good news is, I still have all of my uh, all of my original teeth. And you have the golf ball, perfect. And I have that damn <laughs> golf ball. That stupid! I'll never use a Titleist ever again. <laughs> Dude, when we come, when you come golfing yeah. with us, you're wearing a helmet and a cage. Just, Bro, it's or, so funny. So I had to do a charity. I had to do a charity golf thing like a couple of weeks later, and uh, I showed up with a helmet. <laughs> I fully, fully bought a, a bird cage and everything. <laughs> That's unreal. Absolutely. Wow. Well, speaking yeah, well, speak, speaking of your golf game, I guess we'll have to. I know there's a lot of Saskatchewan golf pros that listen to the show, so I'm sure there'll be. Uh, Want to get in touch with you and work on your golf game because we got to we got to figure well, your game listen, out. Man, if if anybody can help me, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible at golf. Uh, I need all of the pointers, and uh, I am good at the drinking part of golf. Though. Well, so is Reverend Dan. That's my co-host over here. Well, well hey, Reverend Rev, the Rev. We gonna have to get it then, buddy. Yeah, that, that's that's all I'm good at is. Uh... This guy Not, carries more beers in his bag than golf balls. Yeah, I mean, I usually run out of the golf oh, balls, yeah, but never beers. <laughs> well, you can't run out of the beers, man. It's priorities. Oh, exactly. Hey, that's what, that's what oh. When I wake up for my for my game, I, I don't worry about the balls. It's how many beers do I got oh, in the bag. Is it, do I look good? How many beers do I got? That's it, man. That is it. My man. At least we're all on the same page on our priorities. Oh, exactly. Correct. Oh, yeah. All right, Jojo. Okay, so where are some of the places that you got to play golf? Like, you must have played some good places, I'm assuming. Oh, man. I actually played one of the coolest rounds of there was, actually. Probably the best round of golf I've ever played, uh, not personally, like, with my score, but, like, the most beautiful place I've ever played um, was in Muskoka Bay in Ontario. Okay. And, uh, Muskoka Bay, dude, it was, it's like private club. You have to shoot a certain level. You have to pay like, what, like, like 50, 60, 60 grand or something. Just How'd you get in? You pay or you either shoot your way like, in? Uh, what's that? Did you say you either shoot your score, right? Did you get in there? Bro, not for me. I did not shoot or <laughs> score. I was bad. Uh, 
but uh, we got to, at least I got to come. Yeah, that's true. Play, it's true. And I was invited, which was nice. And I told them, I said, listen, I don't expect much from me. We're not going to keep my score. Um, <laughs> but I will drive all the carts and I will drink a lot of the beers with the best of them. And they were okay with that. Well, it's a win-win for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's I sick. Did so I did my job. I did exactly <laughs> what I said I was going to do. Follow through with my actions. And uh, you know, what else are you supposed to expect from my brother? You know what I'm saying? I got you. All right. How, how often are you playing now? Are you playing like three times a week, once a week? When are you playing? Dude, I'm playing. I, I, if I could get out that much right now, I would be. I, I get out maybe once every two months, once every month, once every two months. Not as much as I want to. My goal for my goal for next summer um, is to play at least three times a week, even if it just means going to the driving range yeah. or doing something. But golf is going to be one of my things next year. I'm gonna crush that shit. Absolutely. Alrighty, Jojo. Before we go into our questions from the gallery, our segment. What is some advice that you could give a young listener today on what it takes to make it, whether it be music industry, sports life, anything? Uh, the biggest thing and the biggest piece of advice, the thing I always, always, always preach is be unapologetically you. Don't try to be anything else because if you do that, and this is a piece of advice a friend of mine gave me, um, she, was, she knows what she's talking about. She's been in the game, in the music game a little bit. She said, Jojo, especially in country music, if you try to bullshit your way through something or be something that you are not, then country music fans will be the first ones to call you out and and crucify you. So I always say, be unapologetically, if you're loud and obnoxious, be loud and obnoxious, but own that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, that's great advice. I'm taking that advice right to the bank, perfect. Be you, baby. Be you. There's only one you, man. And it's cliche and everything, but it's for real. Oh, Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, off to our segment now. Questions from the gallery brought to you by Divots Indoor Golf. We all know outside golf is no is a no-go in these parts of the world. So with that being said, you're crazy not to come on down to Divots Indoor Golf today and work on your game over the winter because it's the place to be. Great service, food, and great time. They're located on Rochdale Boulevard in Regina, Saskatchewan. Already, already, Jojo. First question: low, lowest golf score. Um, we're gonna say lowest golf score, probably, and I'm just gonna ballpark it. Uh, I'm gonna say 100, and uh, I was gonna say 170. That's not right, though. Um, it was it was like 107, I think. Wow, that's not even that bad, though, for how much you play. Yeah, but it was it, it was when I was in my my golfing class. Jojo, I think we got uh, the exact same low score. I think that's my low score too, 107. <laughs> let's go, let's go with that. Right? Yeah. It, it works. Let's go yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Favorite beverage after golf or during golf? Favorite beverage after golf well, or during? Listen, I like to start the day. I like to stay on. Start the day with some. Uh, with something like you know some hey y'alls or something because then you don't get as bloated. I right love a hey y'all. Oh yeah. Hey man, you got got to get the hell, got to get some hell yes, man. Got to get some hell yes in there. And uh, ooh, jeez, my bad. Yeah, everybody calm down. <laughs> um. And after golf. And then I crush, then I 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, Joe. You're cutting out here. Hold on. You good? And some, uh, oh shit, that, that mic, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, you good now? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Can all right, you cool. Me? Yeah, you're good now. Go ahead. All right, all right. Um, I was saying that uh, I usually start with some, with some, uh, with something like that, with like the hey y'alls or something, so I don't get too bloated on, on the first, you know, on the front nine. And then I just crush right into the vodka because I like to mix it with my blue Gatorade. <laughs> really? Blue Gatorade and vodka, eh? Wow. Bro, blue Gatorade, vodka, and some Red Bull, man. I'm not playing. <laughs> it is the best. Oh, what a beauty. All right, next one here. <laughs> I'm going to try that later. Favorite place to perform? I'm not playing. It's, it's good. Favorite place to perform? Honestly, bro, right now, I'm just happy that I, I'm, I'll be happy once I get to play a show again. Yeah, It absolutely. doesn't matter where it is. I, I just want to play. Up to this date, one of my favorite places, man, I, I'm just going to say it, is, it was the Commodore. Right, the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, dude. I, I had never sold out a show before. I had never really got a chance to be the headliner of a show before, and I got a chance, an opportunity to uh, do just that in uh, in Vancouver, in my second hometown, bro. And and we sold that shit out. It was amazing. Nice. Um, I got one for you, Jojo. What is or who is? Sorry, the most famous country singer that you've met or any good stories about any of the top guys that you've uh, met or performed with or before or gone on tour with or whatever it was? Well, that's that's, that's a good question. question. And it's funny because that's, that's a loaded question. It's a good question. Um, and, let <laughs> me, and let me hit you with what I got. Um, I intentionally met Keith Urban. Yeah. And it was like, it was probably the coolest, one of the coolest moments of my life. Like, I mm -hmm. thought that was, I thought that was the absolute bee's knee. Yeah. Um, getting to meet the guy. So we were at the, the, the Canadian Country Music Awards down in, in Ontario. And, and uh, we're getting all ready. I got my, my red bow tie on and, and my red shoes, sparkly red shoes. I'm in my suit. Boy, looking good. Yeah. We went down, there, went down that red carpet. And uh, at the end of the red carpet, uh, we finished doing all the pictures and all the, the, the interviews and stuff. It was unreal. And then I, I look over, and there's, like, huge, like, muscle men, crazy dudes in nice jackets and nice suits and stuff uh, with glasses on and, like, earpiece. Look like the CIA. And uh, all of a sudden, I look in the middle of those dudes, Keith Urban there. And he's storming, like, blowing past me. And yeah. I kind of stopped, and I was like, hey, Keith, what's up, baby? And he stops for a second. He comes over. He's like, "Hey, mate, how are you? I can't do that." <laughs> hey, mate, how are you? And starts talking to me and chatting with me for a minute. Uh, yeah, she's Australian. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. Did I, Mike? Good night, mate. Thanks, man. That's pretty good. Good night, mate. Daddy legs. And, 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 and we're chatting for a minute, and it's cool. And he's like, "Yeah, what's your name? What's to know about me?" And he starts talking about me and stuff, and. uh, I looked at him, I was like, hey, man, do you mind if we get a picture? I ask if you want. She's like, oh, no, for sure, give me your phone, man. So he grabbed my phone, opened up the phone, put out to do the selfie mode and everything, a selfie with me, uh, wished me luck, shook my hand, gave me a hug, and on his way. That's and, awesome. like, dude, I'll tell you, he was on a mission. Like, this dude did not look like he was going to stop for anything, mm -hmm. and I did not expect him to stop for anything, and, and he made some time for me, which was insane. Yeah. I, I love that. That's 
that's the best, bro. He seems like such a down. Yeah, he seems like such a down earth guy. Every story I've ever heard of people meeting him is like really, really good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Hey, it's funny you talk about Keith Urban. There's a bar in Oklahoma, correct? Or in that area? The Keith Urban bar? Yeah. Is it Keith Urban? I think so. Yeah, that's what you said, right? In, in Oak, yeah, Keith Urban. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. I was listening. Don't worry. We went to the bar there. I was in grade nine. Not like, like the restaurant, sorry. And I had a bologna burger. It was the Teeth Urban Bar. Everything was like it was the Teeth Urban Bologna Bologna Burger. It was a fried bologna. I bet it was unreal. It was unreal. Bologna, I love bologna. Fried bologna top, fried bologna in the middle, cold bologna in the middle, cheese, melted cheese, fried bologna bottom. How are ya? Oh, deadly. I I, I, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> Probably make it home tonight. Listening to, listening to you, I'm a little upset because that's what I need in my life right now. Some bologna. <laughs> that I haven't been served um, to have the bologna sandwich makes me a little upset. <laughs> well, I'm going to go make one later, and I'll send you a photo of it. I can't wait to have a bologna sandwich later with no bread. All right, Jordan, last question here for you. Or, I mean, unless Daniel has one more for you here, but what's one thing people wouldn't know about you? You're, you're cutting out a little bit, Jojo. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. You're good now. Yeah, you're good. Since I was a child, have been weirdly obsessed with ketchup. Okay. Weirdly so obsessed. You like ketchup? You like the guy from? You like Big Daddy? I used to put that. I used to put that. I used to put that shit on literally. I know this the hot sauce commercial. I get put on shit on everything, but like, nah. Like, I, I I used to eat it. I ate it with my cereal when I was little. I tried it with what? my my pancakes. Like, oh. Weird you eat pizza with a fork and knife too, or what? Listen, no, I, I'm I've grown up a little. <laughs> Good. Taste buds have evolved, and uh, I do not eat pizza with a knife and fork anymore. <laughs> All right, you cut out there, Jojo. It sounded funny. I was gonna laugh, but I don't know what you said. So you cut out there, but some about ketchup and pizza. That's probably for the best of y'all to hear that, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have one more here, actually. I forgot to, uh, to ask you here. What made you want to be a country singer? And obviously, this is over the course from 25 to now 30, the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, an opportunity came and opened my eyes to realize something that I was passionate about that I had not previously been passionate about. Like, it was honestly, man, like, I got, I got, I lucked out on the situation and, uh, and the fact that I, I'm still able to do it today, five years later, and be able to pay my bills, like, the, I, man, it was it was an immediate thing when I first got that shot and that opportunity. That's the, that's that's the kind of place I was in. I was desperate to for for a hand to help me, and and uh, that opportunity came up, and and I ran with it, and it just happened to be I had, I loved country music as well, so. 
man, it's funny because the producer, the story I told you earlier, the producer that I met at that Christmas party, he told me, pick when he sent me that karaoke website, Scott sends uh, sends it to me and he says, pick any song, any genre, anything you want. And that was just what I chose. And uh, man, cool. I, I found, I finally found something I wasn't the worst at, and uh, I just got, I felt like I just needed to run with it, and I, I fell in love, man. I fell in love with something other than hockey, you know. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, this has been so much fun today, Jojo. We appreciate it. We hope that we can meet you in person at some point, obviously, when COVID is hopefully taken care of. Um, we hope you keep doing well. Stay safe, man. And uh, thanks for doing this today. Dude, appreciate you guys, man, for taking some time for me and uh, having me on. All the best, all the luck, all them good vibes sending to you, man. Y'all be good, okay? All right. Take care, Jojo. Coors Light is the official light beer of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's also the official beer of watching 2013 reruns, catching up on video calls, and wearing the same sweats as you did yesterday. Visit your local retailer for great prices on 18, 24, 36 can packs. Coors Light, made to chill. Alrighty, there it is, episode 48 with Jojo Mason, country singer from Regina, Saskatchewan. I had a lot of fun today with this one. I'm sure everyone listening was like, whoa, this guy's a beauty. He's, you know, he's driving, obviously using hands-free device. Uh, had some issues with people driving on the road in Vancouver. So uh, a lot of fun with JoJo. Uh, Rev, thoughts? Oh, it was a great interview. Um, thanks to JoJo for coming on. And he had a lot of inspirational stuff there at the start with the shit that he went through and how he kind of bounced back from it. And, yeah, it was really awesome and inspiring and Good old Sasky boy uh, Jojo, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it was again. We want to say thanks to Jojo for coming on. Um, you know, he for only five years of doing this, he's doing a hell of a job. Four top tens, working on a new album now too. So we wish him all the best, staying healthy, staying in shape, whatever. I don't know. Unreal time with Jojo. So again, appreciate it. Stay tuned as we have. Well, over the next month, you're working on the top 25 Sask amateur power rankings that will be fluctuating week to week. This is not a one-time thing, so work on your games this winter, fellas, because this is going to be a fun ride. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, we still do have some sweaters available. $40 a sweater, $5 goes to the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. We were just told that they're doing some sort of uh, donation, I believe, with some Christmas stuff going on over there. So get a sweater. They're comfy. They're nice. And we're working on some new stuff, too. So uh, have a great Wednesday. Thursday, Rev, always peace. Yep. See you, man. All right, guys. Have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We'll talk to you later. We are recording tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday morning, with Brad Mayday Hockey. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Stay tuned for that one. Peace. See ya.